Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. My sermon title for this morning, although it won't come up on the big screen, it's, oh, wow, that's good. It does. Last night it didn't come up. Don't keep it a secret. To say that in a positive way is start communicating the good news. But you know, we are so good because of our sinful nature, because who we are, we tend to keep things a secret. Uh, Nobody wants to hear it. I don't know how to say it. Let me tell you about a football coach by the name of Canute Rockney. He was the football coach for the Fighting Irish football team, Notre Dame, for 13 years, won three national titles. One day in the first half, his team was terrible. They played so poorly. They went into halftime dejected. There was no secret that they were playing terrible, not up to what their standard should be. And everybody knew the coach would come in and let them have it, tear them up. And so the football team waited for the coach and waited for the coach, and he didn't come. The coach said he need, was thinking, I need to communicate in a new way to this team. I'm not going to tell them about themselves. I'm going to tell them about me. And so he waited right to the end of halftime. Right before they were going to go out, he walked in and looked at the team surprised. Oh, he said, I'm sorry. I was looking for the fighting Irish, the Notre Dame football team. My mistake. He walked out. Guess what? You know what that team did? Went out and won the game. It's very important how you communicate something because it is so easy for things to be lost in translation. Like the grandmother who was trying to teach her granddaughter some new vocabulary. So grandma went up to granddaughter and said, Dear, yes, grandma. Would you please do me a favor and not use two words? Oh, yes, Grandma. One is swell and the other is lousy. Okay, Grandma, what are the two words? Which one is lousy? Which one is swell? (laughs) Lost in translation. That can happen. So we need to be very careful how we say things. Think about it. Before we say it, like a great author, motivation speaker, was once asked, what is the greatest advice ever given to you? Have you ever thought about that? What's the greatest advice anybody's ever given to you? He thought about it. He says, I know what it is. What is it? The greatest advice ever given to me is just don't tell them with words. 
show them with words. The one who interviewed this author said, I, I don't get it. Can you give me an example? He said, yeah, let's say Fred has bad B.O. You can tell them that Fred has a very bad case of body odor. Or you can tell them Fred went for a walk out in the country one day and on the road he met a herd of pigs. And when the pigs smelled Fred in consternation, they ran off gagging and coughing. <laughs> hmm. Let me tell you, the master communicator of all times is Jesus Christ. And it is today that Jesus tells each and every one of us what's so important about communication. Telling. Let's take a closer look at this reading and learn and grow together. Verse 10. Then Jesus, excuse me, then the disciples came and said to him, they're confused. They want an answer. Why, Jesus, do you speak in parables? Now, a parable is just a story. A story. They don't understand that. And he answered them, to you, that's everybody here, folks, and those disciples, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. You know what God has done for you. You have been following me. You know the, the miracles I've performed. You know what it means to repent. You know what it means to know God and follow him. You know there is a heaven. You know there is a hell. You know all the gifts that have been given to you. But, notice this, to them. It has not been given. Do you realize there are people not like you as a Christian? And then Jesus continues. For to the one who has more, that's you, you have so much, more will be given. God says, I'm going to give you more. You think you have knowledge now and you know things now. Look out, more's coming. And he will have an abundance. Someday in heaven, you're going to have it all. But notice what he says about those other than you. But from the one who has not even, who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Do you realize there are people on earth that everything they have will be taken away from them someday when they pass away? And they'll have nothing but you. You will have more than ever before. The best is yet to come. This, notice the words of Jesus and hear his heart here. This is why I speak to them in parables, in stories. Because seeing they do not see. Jesus is almost weeping here. Jesus wants everybody to come to the knowledge of truth. Jesus wants everybody to be saved and he's not willing 
to let anybody perish. And so he says, I'm going to tell them in stories to help them. Because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in the case of the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, now Jesus looks back in the Old Testament to explain this is what the prophet was saying. You will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull. You know anybody who has a dull heart when it comes to the church, the Bible, or Jesus? And with their ears, they can barely hear. And their eyes, they have closed. But this is God's heart. This is what Jesus wants for everybody, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. That's what he wants. And folks, I'm here to tell you, you're a part of it. Because this is what he says about you sitting here today. But blessed are your eyes. A blessing is what God has done for us. That's a blessing. An acknowledgement of all that God has given. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. It's an acknowledgement of where all good things come from. For they see and your ears, for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see. For the Old Testament period, all those people, they longed to see the coming of the Messiah. They longed to see Jesus on earth performing the miracles, filling the prophecies, and did not see it. And to hear what you hear, the good news. He is risen and did <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and I will too. It's how we should respond at the end of that. So they did not see or hear it, but you have. Wow. And then Jesus tells the interpretation of a parable. Now, this piece of scripture is between the telling of a parable, and the answer to the parable, what it means. Many of you know the parable. It's the parable of a sower who on purpose puts a seed on the path. On purpose puts a seed in the rocks. On purpose puts the seed with the thistles and thorns. And on purpose plants a seed in good ground. And this is where the disciples say, why do you speak in parables? Now, I'm going to paraphrase for Jesus. To simplify my plan of salvation, to simplify for you disciples what the world is going to respond when you tell them the good news, to simplify the end of the world and everything in between my coming now and my second coming. All that in one little 
terrible. And so Jesus explains the parable. He says, now the sower. Now, the sower is you, folks. You, 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 and me. The seed is the word of God. And so the sower, on purpose, sows the seed on the path. And the birds come and eat it. The evil one. But Jesus explains that. They hear the word and the evil one, that is the devil, snatches it from their heart. Why? Because they don't understand. It's not communicated in a way that's understood. And I'm going to call this religious jargon. Let me put it in a way that might help you. There was a man who went to a space project and he wanted to learn about it. So he asked one of the technicians, one of the experts, hey, how are things going? He says, not so good. Well, what do you mean? He says, well, we have a major malfunction in the primary propulsion system found in the first stage vehicle. glossy-eyed, dull, eyes that could not see, ears that could not hear. And the technician realized that that wasn't a very way to communicate it. So he said, do you remember as a kid having one of those little wooden airplanes with a propeller and a rubber band? Yeah. says, our rubber band is broken. <laughs> oh, the eyes open. And all of a sudden he understood Jesus is saying, listen to the disciples. You want to know why I speak in parables? To open eyes and ears. And you better be speaking in stories to open the eyes and the ears. This whole thing about quoting Isaiah, you know why he quotes Isaiah? Because God says, who's going to go for me? Who will go for me? And you remember the saying, Isaiah says, send me, send me. Guess what, folks? God is sending you and you and me. And he's warning us. Now, be careful because people are dull. You got to make it so simple for them. Clarify. See, we use not technical jargon, religious jargon. Maybe you, you might not even understand this. Now, the propitiation of our God is through Jesus Christ, his one and only son. And by his works, we are justified by grace. And we live a sanctified life because of the redemption of the blood. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? No, and I don't ever want to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, I know what you might say. Oh, I would never use those words. Have you ever used the word grace, justification, repentance? Do you think everybody knows that? Or maybe you've said this. Well, if you died tonight, would you go 
to heaven. I'm an atheist. I don't even believe in God. I don't believe there's a heaven and hell. Now you know the genius of Nook Rockney. He didn't talk about the football team. He talked about himself. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking for the fighting Irish. Imagine if you used your words not to tell but to show. When I was a kid, I went walking because my parents took me to Yellowstone National Park and I went walking off on my own when they told me not to. I got into the woods and I became so lost. And for hours I went around and around because I saw the same rock again and again. I became so scared and fearful I started crying. And in desperation I yelled out, Jesus, please. Next thing you know, my dad came. Tim! Tim, where are you? And I was saved. Now, my dad, was, my dad is not perfect, but it reminds me of my heavenly father who is perfect. And he has saved me from sin. And he has given me so much. I just want you to know if, if you've ever been lo- lost, if you've ever cried, if you've ever been scared and you don't know what to do, Cry out to Jesus. And he'll answer you. And he'll be there for you. That's his promise. Can you imagine if we talk about our story? I think that's exactly what Jesus is saying to the disciples. Tell stories. I do it. Because people can't hear your jargon. Make it simple. Now the second part of that That parable is that sower sows the seed among the rocks on purpose just to get anything to grow. It's not an accident. He sows it, Jesus says, and it doesn't have root and so it withers. Then Jesus explains it. There are those who hear and they understand. And they're so excited. Have you ever met a new Christian or remember when you were a new Christian? Wow, the joy in your heart. And then Jesus said, persecution happened. Tribulation. Because of the word. Somebody says, oh, you've changed. You're a Jesus freak. Oh, I can't believe you follow the Bible. You believe that stuff? Well, I guess so. Whenever we find a new Christian and we see the joy, we need to come alongside them and say, listen, it's not going to be easy. The devil is going to be fighting you, but I want you to hang in there. Then there's the third one where he sows it among the thorns, on purpose among the thorns. And the thorns choke off the word of God. And Jesus explains how that happens. You see, what happens is the cares of the world Debt, job, football games, soccer games, all the pleasures of the life. Choke off the word of God. And then the big one, the deceitfulness of riches. Oh, someday when I win the lottery, this is how I'll spend it. Oh, 
if I could just get a better job, then I'd make it. Oh, I wish I could be like those rich folks. They have it all. They're so happy and fulfilled. I have nothing. Your happiness and your fulfillment is never based upon riches. It's upon a person that we know who died for us. The greatest riches are yet to come. His name is Jesus Christ. When we meet somebody who's a Christian and they're going through difficult times, we need to come alongside of them and encourage them to keep going. And then there's that fourth one where he sows it on good soil, on purpose. Doesn't matter what soil, he wants it to grow and it grows and multiplies a hundredfold. That is such good news. Wow, and any farmer knows that that is what God does. Now we could sit back and say, oh, come on, that's so sad. Only one out of four, 25%. Well, actually, there's four seeds that are sowing. One doesn't understand it because of the jargon, I believe. Two receive it, but then they got lost. But there's one, yeah, 25%. Who can say, wow, that's tough. But notice the 25%, that one, one out of four produces 100. One person saved, one person understanding will produce 100. One person can help a church grow to 100. One person can help a church grow to 60, to 30. Do you realize that's you and what's happened in your life? Don't keep it a secret, parents. Grandparents. Tell your story to your children and grandchildren. Don't keep it a secret any longer what God has given you and your spouse and your family and what you have here on earth in your church. Tell everybody who will hear. Tell the good news. Guess what? It's free. (laughs) Put up that screen. It's free. Extra. Extra. Hear all about it. Do you understand We can't keep a secret. We got to tell everybody and tell them your story. Parents and grandparents, just tell them your story. Everybody, tell them your story. Say, oh, but Pastor Dry, I don't have a cute, wonderful story like you have. Oh, yes, you do. Search your heart, your mind. You'll see it. Practice it. And then if you say, I still don't have a story. Yes, you do. You have the parables that Jesus gave you. So let's say you meet somebody who doesn't believe in heaven and hell. You can tell the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. If you, you meet somebody who is gathering all these riches on earth, you can tell the parable about the rich man who's, who gathered all his good things in his barns, but yet his soul was lost. Let's say you meet somebody who seems to be lost and struggling. You can tell the parable of the lost coin and the lost sheep. Let's say somebody is struggling with finances. 
and the deceitfulness. You can tell the parable of the talents. God has already given us the most wonderful, simple stories that can lead anybody to Christ and you can use. Why do you speak in parables, Jesus? Because I want everybody to speak in parables. You know already, but there are blind. There are those who can't hear. Will you please speak in parables so that Isaiah and his words won't be lost and my words? <laughs> wow. I want you to leave here changed. I want you to leave here and say, I am going to tell somebody, if you have children, communicate. Start communicating. If you have grandchildren, start communicating. If you have a spouse, a relative, a brother, a sister, a co-worker, doesn't work, start communicating. Open up. Like I said to the children, how come you're not telling anybody? If you don't tell anybody, it's a secret. Hmm. Amen.